lead us in like Macklemore walked into the club. <laughs> Walk into the club like, what's up? I got a big cock. Dude, well, this is a family show. Welcome in. <laughs> welcome in, everyone. No, 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 no. This is a family show. <laughs> okay, all right. Do it again. Uh, walk into the club like, what's up? I got a big sock. Welcome in, everyone. People masturbate in socks. We're going <laughs> to... Okay, sorry. Talk. Something a little more family friendly. Yeah. Uh, Justin, make that the intro. Hello everyone, it is I, Thomas James, here with my co-host Jack Robert. It is a Monday, it is a specific date in November. You've been crushing, (laughs) you've been crushing the specifics on these intros lately, I love it. And and we are here to talk (laughs) fantasy football. Uh, I mean, who cares really what the date is? What? I, I'm totally on board with with you here. Let dude, let's let's dive right in, man. I I don't care about the rest of your intro. Let's dive no, right no, in no. because you're not, you're not because we have so much to talk about. And ladies and gentlemen, it's the most it's the most exciting time of the year. It's the most exciting time of the year, and this week is going to be so crazy. So we want to spend a majority of this episode talking about the matchups for next week. So we're gonna we're gonna fly through these matchups. But okay, Tommy, go go through the rest of your whatever you you know your Jay Leno intro. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the interruption there. Some might say pardon the interruption, Tony Kornheiser. Uh, we're going to talk week 12, which is what just is about to wrap up, We uh, where the Monday night game is not done yet. But with the wrap-up of week 12, we are three quarters of the way through the fantasy season. we got one week left in the regular season. We're going to talk week 12, and we're going to talk about week 13 so much crazy stuff is going on in the 12-pack jack. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the first matchup. It's going to be Tommy versus Kyle. We're not going to spend much time on it because it was an irrelevant matchup for all intents and purposes. Uh, Kyle took me down 13,604 to my 11,422. This matchup, in my mind, was over Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. Uh, when Michael Thomas put up 580, uh, my week was done in my mind. <laughs> wow! Uh, because I don't. I you can look back. I I don't think I've won when Michael Thomas. I mean, it was Michael Thomas's worst week of the year. Worst week of the year. So, uh, yeah, it, it's him. And then you know, James Conner had a bad week. Between the two of them, uh, not having good weeks, I really didn't stand a chance. Liked what I saw from the rest of my guys. Lamar Jackson, 2,200. We'll see what goes on with him. Thinking about playing him in the playoffs. He's got some juicy matchups, but we'll see. He's great, dude. He's with with him as a just simply because of his rushing yards. He'll he's got a high floor, and um, they've got a good schedule. Like going up against Atlanta, the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, the Chargers, the Browns. Like you could certainly start him rest of season. I would not mind that. Another great stream on the other side of the matchup, Kyle with Baker Mayfield with Patrick Mahomes on a bye. I liked that stream a lot, and Baker showed up getting 2,600 points. Yeah, excellent stream. Plays Anthony Miller, who he just traded for for Adam Thielen, and Anthony Miller puts up 592. Great play. Uh, Corey Davis 
Right now is 890, but Kyle did not play him, which is the confusing part of the trade because I don't know there's ever going to be a week where he can play both of them. Interesting stuff. Anyway, <laughs> All Kyle, <right. laughs> Kyle has a great week. He takes me down. After this win, Kyle's either going to finish as the one seed or as the two seed. That is as low as he can go. Even if he loses next week, he's got point differential over uh, me, over well, over everyone. He's the number one. Good thing Kyle is so cushy in his positioning because Leonard Fournette got himself ejected from the game. Even though he scored 2,400, he got ejected, and then he will be suspended for one game because of the fight that he got in. So if Kyle needed him for next week, that would suck. Good thing he doesn't. Oh, speaking of Corey Davis... uh... Corey Davis scores the touchdown, 48 yards, but he is sitting on Kyle's bench. Uh, Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, Kyle took me down. We're both going to make the playoffs. It just depends on where we end up seed-wise. Like I said, Kyle's going to be one one or two, and it's for me it's looking like I'm going to be third, fourth, or fifth seed. I can't drop below the five seed. So moving on to the next matchup. Go ahead and start us off, Jack. Yeah, we got Brian versus Greg. Brian takes down Greg 13,424 to 9,928. Brian, uh, you know, he's he's cushy too. I mean, he's uh, his team's doing well. They've been doing well, and he gets another win this week. Well-deserved. Greg does not put up an impressive performance. Greg... Got a great performances from his top three guys, Cam Newton, Mike Evans, and Mike Williams, all showing up, respectively. Cam with 2,300, Mike Evans with six catches for 116 yards, and Mike Williams with four catches for 25 yards, but two touchdowns. Doesn't hurt to have those two touchdowns, otherwise a very unimpressive game. After that, a whole lot of disappointment. Willie Sneed getting zero, Mark Ingram Really disappointing in that juicy matchup against the Falcons, only getting 760. Royce Freeman only getting 17 rushing yards against the Steelers. Uh, just right there. I mean, that's that's tough to overcome for Greg. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's I can't quite put my finger on it, but I feel like he's missing someone this week that he's been really dependent on the whole year. Is no, it, I mean, I, re- I think, no, I think. Uh, there's no one that he didn't, yeah, he was he's, missing this week. No, he's had. I mean, no. The Mark Ingram and Royce Freeman; those have been his studs at the at the. Oh, actually, no. You're right. There's someone down here. Uh, Rams. Oh, the Rams running back. Oh, is it Pierre Garcon? No, no. He's a wide receiver. Oh, Todd Gurley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Todd Gurley, the literal king of fantasy football. He is. I mean, how far and away do you think is he the number one guy in terms of? You're talking dynasty drafts. You're talking redraft drafts. You're talking any form of fantasy football, any style, any point system. Todd Gurley is the number one pick next year, and it's not even close. Yeah, assuming nothing catastrophic happens. Absolutely. It was, yeah, it was kind of a question. Obviously, I didn't take him number one overall too soon. But, yeah, but, uh, you know, this, like, right, it wasn't as clear cut as it will be next season absolutely what doing this doing this what he's done in back-to-back years uh there's no question uh, in that so to your point greg it is understanding for him to get a loss the week that todd Gurley is on by yeah yeah and his team uh the guys he tried to plug and play like the royce freeman he tried to play him instead of todd Gurley, putting up a 170 like you mentioned that's not going to get the the job done so bad week for greg good news for him is 
he still has a shot, and not only a shot, but uh, he uh, a win and he's in. So at five and seven, one week left, we are going to get into those matchups. But for Brian, honestly, for Brian, sorry to cut you off. I'm just it it wasn't that impressive. I mean, he he scored thirteen thousand, but it really wasn't that impressive of a performance by his team overall. No. He had a lot of low scores. Allen Robinson only getting. 470. Hopkins is still playing, but he is still under 1,000. And you got uh, Hooper at the tight end, only getting five catches for 31 yards. And Adrian Peterson only getting 35 rush yards. So uh, he, you know, he really got a lot of points from a few guys. What, uh, you know, what do you think outside of Juju Smith-Schuster's 97-yard touchdown? What do you think about his top guys? Do you think they're enough to carry him, you know, to a playoff run? No, the only way Brian wins this championship is if he gets really lucky, I think. I mean, obviously, his fantasy is always luck, but you put him up against the other teams. I mean, Brian is, sits in second place right now, but his points for is less than every other person that's in the playoff picture right now. Every single one. He's, he's, he's less than every one of the top eight, and uh, he's not far ahead of... Uh, Greg, who's in ninth, uh, and then just or not Justin, uh, Justin, he's behind Justin by a significant amount. Drew, he's a little bit ahead of, and Anna, he's a little bit ahead of, and then Scott's, you know, in a category all on his own. But <laughs> yeah, Brian to be eight and four with his point total is, I mean, he's, it's crazy. It, it, it's crazy. This is this is, I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but uh, he's got some good luck on his side. I trying to figure out who I'm going to face off against. In, in week one of the playoffs, and my preference would be Brian, easily, easily. Out of the choices, it, it'd either be, it's not going to be Kyle, it could be, and then it's either, either going to be Brian, Dad, or Louie, who I face off against in the first round, and I will take Brian's team 10 times out of 10, because I don't trust Allen Robinson, I don't trust Jordan Howard, I don't trust Austin Hooper, I don't trust Adrian Peterson. He's got a lot of guys that any given week can put up duds. Now, if he gets the tremendous performances he did from the top end he still puts up a really good week but his team has shown potential to to really really uh flop and not put up much so no i mean it was it was great for his for his team this week uh juju smith schuster obviously that that that, that's a crazy performance 189 yards and a touchdown so uh yeah this you know this doesn't really do much for brian he was already going to be in the playoffs honestly the way it's shaping up, being the one or the two seed is not desirable, in my opinion, because the seven and eight seed are going to be two teams that are actually pretty freaking good. So <laughs> we shall I see mean, what happens there. Yeah. But let's move on uh, to the next matchup because, yeah, we're trying to be quick here. Uh, yeah, it is Dad versus Justin. Big Lou taking on BB. Big Lou takes him down quite handily. Almost 16,000. To ten thousand seven hundred and seventy-two, Dad scoring fifteen nine eight eight to be exact. Big week from Dad. Uh, tough loss for Justin, but makes the playoff race more interesting, I suppose. Um, on Justin's side, I see you know not the worst week in the world. Just no all-star performances. A lot of consistency and a few big duds. Aaron Rodgers. You just can't have that. Less than 1,200 points. He only had one touchdown and under 200 yards of passing. I don't know what's up with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what's up with the Packers. I know Mike McCarthy will be fired at the end of the season. 
It has to finally happen. Now's the time. Sorry, Justin, but Rodgers, honestly, at this point, is a matchup-dependent quarterback, and that is something that I didn't think I'd be saying. Yeah, it's it's why I mean it's why you and I have adopted the philosophy of never drafting a quarterback early, because you just never know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he was easily the the number one sought after quarterback, and through twelve weeks, he has been a QB one only four times, um, and I believe Justin took him in the third round. So it hasn't worked out that early pick you know i didn't necessarily mind it justin wanted him it was a little early but he wasn't going to get him if he waited to the fourth round yada 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 hasn't worked out hopefully he can be big the packers now need to run the table and if there's one guy oh, what if he I, does it dude no I, way I trusted to do it it would be aaron rodgers i want to see him just sling it i just want to see him yeah. sling it and and see what he can do you know what he won't do is sling it because Mike McCarthy is no Andy Reid. He's no Sean McVay. He is no Kyle Shanahan. He is a boring, bad <laughs> yeah. offensive coach. Too true. Uh, yeah, so just a down week from Justin's team. But in the wide receiver slots, I mean, he's got a, he's got nothing to be upset about. Antonio Brown, Calvin Ridley, and Julian Edelman, all with solid performances. Antonio Brown got his thieved away from uh, him by... Juju Smith-Schuster, but nothing to worry about there. Marlon Mack getting a thousand. You want more, but I don't know. That's what you're going to get. I was most disappointed with Duke Johnson only getting 440. I thought he was going to get a nice point total going up against a really bad Bengals offense, but it was just all Nick Chubb and all Baker Mayfield. Eric Ebron, though, whoa, uh, he's going to be scary for Justin. Yeah, I mean, Justin Jack will Doyle's. never. On the Justin IR won't now. ever play him again because tra- he has Travis Kelsey. But uh, you gotta ah, hold damn, on. you're right. I was you thinking, obviously. On, you got to hold on to him because, uh, if yeah, if Jack Doyle's done, he, you you keep Ebron so that someone else can't have him. And, uh, yeah, so if Justin can make the playoffs and then he can hold on to Ebron and then doesn't have to face Ebron, that's awesome because somehow Eric Ebron is he's scoring a touchdown like once every four catches. I think this year is what I calculated the other day. So, um, yeah, bad week from Justin's team. Not, like you said, nothing big. A lot of solid performances and then three really bad performances from Johnson, Sutton, and Carolina's defense. The Sutton may be most disappointing uh, in a juicy matchup against Pittsburgh, but Dad's team performed remarkably well. Great stuff. Great stream from Winston. Uh, excellent week from Philip Lindsay. Excellent week from Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Stefan Diggs was great. Keenan Allen was great. Tyler Boyd was great. And uh, didn't really have any bad performances. Puts up a really solid week. I don't understand him not playing Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I, I, he texted, he texted Louis, and I, and I, I, I didn't see it at the time, but he texted me as well. And Louis got a text from Dad at like eleven twenty six on Thanksgiving morning, saying, "Should I play Theo Reddick or Emmanuel Sanders?" The game started at eleven thirty, <laughs> and Louis and I were both at work. Uh, <laughs> Didn't give us much time to respond, but he ended up going with Riddick over Emmanuel Sanders, who has just been dynamite this year and a really juicy matchup at home against Pittsburgh. So I don't understand that. Uh, but Dad's team looking really good uh, just one week away from the playoffs. So great win from him. And 
Yeah, I mean, the one thing I would like to point out about Dad's team is that he has three defenses, and why? Um, I get why, but three, three I just, seems excessive. I just, it just, you can't rationalize that to me with only four bench spots. The depth can be used for so many other more important things. If you're talking about handcuffs at the running back position, if you're talking about flyers at the wide receiver position, there's just... You can't. I, I won't listen to justifications of it. That's a misuse of your bench. Uh, you can plan out. I'm fine having two defenses if you're planning out a week or two in ahead. That's fine if you got the space. But two on your bench, I just don't buy that. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. That's my less. That's my. That's my calm. Let's blast of the week. <laughs> Great stuff. Let's move on to the next matchup. Uh... Yeah, I'm done talking about these two teams. We'll we'll talk more. Great. About Let's breeze them. through these guys because we love both of these guys, and uh, it's Louie and Dan. I mean, we yeah. love these fellas, and they know they know that. So we don't gotta we don't gotta give them too much attention. Dan takes down Louie fifteen thousand nine hundred twenty eight to twelve thousand eight hundred forty six. What did you want to talk about? So and Louis team. Louis still got Demarius Thomas and Houston's defense going. It won't be enough to to uh, come anywhere close to winning, but. He could end up with more. The thing we have to talk about, about these two teams, especially since they're playing each other, they made a blockbuster trade the last day that you're allowed to make trades. The deadline was Saturday. They made the trade. I pushed it through Saturday. Louis gave Dan, Nick Chubb, Tyler Lockett, and Curtis Samuel for Tyreek Hill and... Elijah McGuire. And this was the type of trade that immediately to me when I saw it was like a textbook mutually beneficial trade. Um, yeah. Because Dan needed to make this trade to have a chance of beating Louie. And you hate to lose Tyree Kill if you're Dan, but if you lost this week to Louie, doesn't matter if you have one week at a time baby yeah you got to take it one week at a time it's a black mamba mentality dan i like it so yeah he trades for tyler lockett puts up 1900 trades for nick chubb puts up 2630 i mean that right there that's so huge not only does he get those points from them but louis doesn't get those points from them and louis had to end up playing sterling shepherd as a as a result of not having tyler lockett and sterling shepherd only puts up 570 he has to play you know, Dalvin Cook instead of Nick Chubb, and that's a that's a thousand point difference right there. So, uh, Dan comes out looking like a genius because it's a giant reason why he won, and he keeps his season alive. He moves to five and seven, and he controls his own destiny now. And his team looked really, really good. An excellent week from Kirk Cousins, an excellent week from Saquon Barkley, twenty nine seventy, and uh, Kirk Cousins that was his best game in a while. So, Tyler, t- Tyler, t- T Y Hilton. Is excellent. 1,600. Seven catches, 125 yards. Jarvis Landry has been a huge disappointment, but he overcomes that. And then another thing I wanted to point out is Cameron Brait. Dan used his first priority, first waiver priority on him, and I loved it. With O.J. Howard out for the year, Jameis Winston back. Jameis Winston loves Cameron Brait, and uh, I think that's going to be a really, really good play for as long as Dan's season is still alive. Uh, and then Chris Carson looks good. So just an excellent week from Dan, it, a week he absolutely needed. Keeps his season alive. Louie didn't need to win. That's why he traded away guys with really good matchups for a guy that was on a bye in Tyreek Hill because he wants Tyreek Hill for the playoffs. And 
Louis has on his roster now two of the top three wide receivers on the season in Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. So that's Noish. And what's really, 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 really disappointing for Louis is Melvin Gordon. Uh, he's, he has a grade two MCL sprain. Now, I think best case scenario for Louie is, honestly, he gets him back for week 15 against Kansas City. A grade two sprain for the MCL for a running back. He's 100% going to miss next week, which isn't a problem. But I don't see how he gets back in time for the first week of the playoffs in week 14. You could see them trying to rush him back, maybe against a really important week 15 matchup against Kansas City. But... They're pretty securely in position to make the playoffs, and they want him healthy for the playoffs, do the Chargers. So it's devastating for Louie, uh, especially directly after he traded away another one of his stud running backs in Nick Chubb. Now, if Marvin Gordon's out, Louie has to rely on James White and Dalvin Cook, which is all of a sudden not great. Uh, James White probably will still be good, but could be his his catches and his, his snap count could be taken taken down a little bit by the re-emergence of uh, Rex Burkhead. So he's going to need Dalvin Cook to be really good, Who he, and he was good against the Packers with 1,500. So, But, yeah, uh, for Louie, just a devastating blow. You hate to see it. And, uh, like I said, hopefully he comes back. Melvin Gordon does sooner rather than later. But anything you want to touch on these guys' teams? No, I think you, you covered it pretty well. Um, I mean, I would, I would just say that I – I'm totally worried about James White for Louis. I don't think, I don't think he'll be. I just yeah, especially with their schedule. They got Minnesota, then Miami, uh, you know Buffalo in Week 16. I don't I don't know. Like I, uh, he could not afford to lose Melvin Gordon, so my heart aches for him because I think he was primed to, with how good his wide receivers are, make a run, and I, now I don't see it with the running backs he has. Yeah, he's gonna have to. Um... Yeah, it's going to be tough for him in Week 14, like because like I said, Melvin Gordon's probably not going to be there. And yeah, directly after the trade, he had to have been feeling so good. Like I said, two top three wide receivers, a stud in Melvin Gordon, uh, and with the you know between the two of James White and Dalvin Cook, like you've got you can you can make that running back two slot work. And now with Melvin Gordon out, it's just it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. One last thing, I will say that uh, I did receive a text from Dan this week and read it and was really excited to receive a text from him. And then I received another text from him saying that he accidentally texted that to me. He was meaning to text you, Tommy, and the text (laughs) itself was actually referring to a text that Louis had sent to him because they were texting. So let me recap the story for you. Okay. Louis and Dan were texting because they're friends. Dan was trying to text you about how he was texting Louie because Louie and him are friends and you and Dan are friends. And he accidentally texted me. <laughs> and how did that make you feel? Honestly, it was great hearing from Dan. I just loved... Uh, I loved that he reached out. That's funny. He just texted you about that their potential trade or what? Or is that, is that private information between you and Dan now? No, he was literally, yeah, I, I, I honestly forget, but it was just a fantasy football-related text. Um, he was like, hey, uh, Louis mentioned this, uh, I, I don't know, like, I totally blah, blah, blah. It was just, like, the three of you being friends. Gotcha. And and I wasn't involved at all. 
Um, okay, <laughs> on to the next matchup. We've got, speaking of not friends at all, nice. we've got me and Drew. <laughs> nice. Boy, me and Drew received, we, we sent some harsh texts back and forth this week. Drew was not happy with me. Um, but that's okay. We're brothers. Brothers fight. I took Drew down 14,558 to 12,916. Drew still has Kai Fairbairn playing, Fairbairn playing. But I don't think he'll be able to make up the difference. Don't want to call it too soon, but I think it's fair to say that I took Drew down. You absolutely Not to Funky did. Town, but to the Pound Ground. Um, give me yeah. the 10-second overview of my team. Actually, you only need five, you only need five seconds. I do only need five seconds. Uh, P.S. Demarius Thomas just scored his second touchdown of the night. So that's super encouraging for Louie. Uh, and he can, I think, play him confidently moving forward now. Anyway, your team, I told you this a little bit ago, your Week 12 must win starts and stops with Christian McCaffrey putting up 4,120 points, had 125 rushing yards, and 112 receiving yards on 11 catches. Oh, yeah, and also had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. One of the best performances of the entire year from anybody at any position in a time when you absolutely had to have it. Oh, boy, did I have to have it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's the end of the analysis. That's all you need to know. Christian McCaffrey won me the matchup. Drew actually just broke 13,000 with Kai Fairbairn's extra point on that last Demarius touchdown. So he had a very respectable (laughs) week. I mean, that's nothing to scoff at. And Tommy's right. Christian McCaffrey was hands down the difference. Adam Thielen was the big highlight for Drew this week, scoring 2250. Such a great trade by Drew. Such a unfathom. Uh, I I mean I I just don't I don't get it from Kyle's perspective, but to each their own. But what um, if you still had Anthony Miller, you know? And Corey Davis. I mean, actually, Corey Davis is very hit or miss. He's got three games this year with over two thousand, and the rest are so. Anyways, Drew's team is looking good. Andrew Luck is great. Odell is great. Adam Thielen's great. Sony Michelle is great. Um, Tariq Cohen's great. Honestly. When it comes to tight end, they're all trash, so Greg Olson's a fine guy to have in there. Um, Drew's weaknesses are the wide receiver three and the flex. And honestly, he caught a big break because TJ Yeldon's going to be a great start for him in the flex with Leonard Fournette being suspended. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, what will be a must-win for Drew next week, that's going to be huge to have uh, for sure. So... With your win against Drew, you're both five and seven now, and you both need to win next week. And honestly, I like you both to win next week, to be completely honest. So, yeah, it was a Drew has now lost two in a row, and which he's not out, but he doesn't control his own destiny anymore, which kind of sucks. And so we will uh, we'll talk about what what needs to happen for him, but yeah, great great matchup. Uh, you know, Drew's had been on the wrong end of a couple matchups where he scored a lot. So uh, let's talk about the lowest scoring matchup of the week. Yeah. Last but not least, well, in this scenario, last and least, Scott takes down Anna eleven thousand five hundred and forty two to nine thousand eight hundred and sixteen. Scott, not an impressive win, but a win's a win. 
Not a great yeah. show. Not a great show by Anna's guys. Actually got a really solid Monday night performance from Deshaun Watson with 2,800. Um, and the game's not over yet, so don't want to call it. Do not want to call it. But, uh, yeah, some really, really costly goose eggs for Anna. Tyrell Williams getting zero and Evan Ingram getting zero. He actually got injured in pregame. They didn't announce it until the end of the first quarter. Just awful luck. Um, and it ended up being the difference. So I, I feel for Anna. It's, it's no fair, but Scott pulls off a win this week. Yeah. Scott obviously gets incredibly lucky. Uh, would not have beaten many other teams this week. Would have lost the majority and he needed to win to keep his season alive, quote unquote alive, technically. Um, and Amari Cooper led the way with 3,400. What an insane performance from Amari Cooper. Uh, 180 yards, two touchdowns. And uh, yeah, outside of that, it was good for him to have Robert Gronkowski back. <laughs> it's insane how little Scott scored with his Thursday start of Amari Cooper oh, at yeah. 3,400. It's like me last week with Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's why... Uh, even though it's it's so it's so easy to get so high after such a good performance on Thursday night, uh, like I said, Scott didn't win the week because of because he had a dominating week. It just uh, he just happened to win despite of his team's bad performance. And yeah, I don't. I mean, Scott needs to win next week. And I mean, he got thirty four hundred from one of his players and still didn't break twelve thousand. Um, so hey, but Gronk back. Gronk, Gronk back, touchdown. that's huge, that's huge, but he's he's wide receiver two and three. I mean, John Brown with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, you can't start him. But also, at the same time, who else does Scott start? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. And uh, so we'll see. Hopefully, Kerryon Johnson's back. We'll be back for him next week. Uh, he's going to need him, and uh, but I don't think he will be. So, yeah, uh, Scott wins, Anna loses. They're both five and seven as well. Uh, huge for Anna is is Austin Eckler, twenty one thirty, and with Melvin Gordon out for sure next week, I mean that that could be so big for Anna because we've been talking about how she doesn't have a proper running back two for the last few weeks. She does now. She might have two running back ones now for this upcoming week. Uh, for with Austin Eckler and Alvin Kamara, she's going to have Brandon Cooks coming back off of a bye. Marvin Jones Jr. was just put on IR, so it is going to be full systems go for Kenny Galladay. Deshaun Watson looks great. And, yeah, I mean, Adam Humphreys, uh, Deshaun Jackson injured his hand, and I believe he's going to get a, a second opinion or he's going to go to a doctor to get an opinion on his hand. If Deshaun Jackson is out, I think Adam Humphreys could be good for Anna. So the point is she lost. It hasn't been looking good for her, but she catches a big break with Eckler. Gonna, she will be the lead back for the Chargers next week. And uh, that's going to be great for her and a must win. So that wraps up the matchups for this week. And having said all of that, there are, with with one week left, right, assuming nothing changes, assuming Deshaun Watson can't put up another 1,700 in the last eight minutes of this game, Anna's going to lose, Greg lost, Drew lost, and uh, you won, Dan won, and Scott won. So we have seven. We have seven teams tied for sixth place right now that in is our league. So <laughs> crazy! It's out of control. It's, it's unprecedented. Out of control. 
It is. It is. It's. It's. We. I mean, this is our eighth year head to head, and we've never seen anything like this. Um, so what we here's what we know: there are five spots in the playoffs locked up. Kyle, Brian, Lou, Louis Jr., and Tommy. In that order, are the top five seeds, and none of us can drop below the five seed. Um, and so. What that means is a combo of two of two of those five teams are going to play each other in the first round as the four and five seed. Right now, it's me versus Louie, which I definitely do not want to see. But outside of that, we've got seven teams, all with the same record, fighting for the last three spots. Because of point dif- or p- p- because of the points four, you are in the top of the five and seven category in sixth place. Right behind you is Dan in seventh. Justin holds down the last playoff spot in eighth. Right behind him is Greg, then Anna, then Drew, then Scott. And what is even more incredible than the seven, five, and seven teams, Jack, is that six of these seven, five, and seven teams go up against another five and seven team. There is going to be three it's playing games, baby. Three matchups in week thirteen, where if you win, you're in, and if you lose, you are one hundred percent out. That Woo! is crazy. That's crazy. It's, so it's base. Hey, basically, week playoffs start week thirteen. What? What? Uh, very true. Very true. For seven of the twelve teams, playoff starts next week, and. My most the most unfortunate part of this season is the fact that both you and Dan simply cannot make the playoffs. Because the two of you, your two juggernauts of teams, are playing against each other in week 13. And the winner will be in, and the loser, unfortunately, will have to hang it up for this season. Uh, very disappointing to me. I would have loved to have seen both of you in the playoffs. I think you both deserve it. Both your teams are very good. And, yeah, so you're going to be playing Dan. And then That's going to be a hell of a matchup. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. Justin's going to be playing Scott. Greg's going to be playing Anna. Those those three matchups are are the five and sevens. And then Drew is going to be playing uh, Brian. And now one thing that I just realized is... Deshaun Watson is not going to do enough to get Anna the victory. But with his crazy good performance tonight, Anna is now ahead of Drew by about 500 points overall on the season for points scored for their teams, which means uh, that Anna just needs to not... Doesn't need to outscore Drew, but just can't have Drew outscore her by more than 500. Uh, and if she wins, then she's in. And mm. for and for Drew, so the, the the real so like Greg, Justin, and then you and Dan all have more points than Anna and Drew. You and Dan by you Dan and Justin by a significant amount. Greg not so much. Um, there is a world where Greg would beat Anna, not score a lot, and still not make the playoffs. 
if Drew were to outscore him. So the Greg, Anna, and Drew is where it gets dicey. It's now, not a quite win or go home. Yeah, exactly. It's it's if you put up big numbers, you're going to win and be in. But there is a world where Anna wins and doesn't make it. There's a world where Greg wins. If and doesn't you win make with it. a with a performance like Scott's team this week, <laughs> right, you, you will most likely not make it. Um, speaking of Scott's team, so for Scott to get into the playoffs, really, what he needs to have happen is he needs Drew to lose. Because if Drew loses, he's got eight losses. And then Scott would beat Justin, who would have eight losses. You or Dan would lose. One of you would have eight losses. You And then Greg or Anna would lose, and one of them would have eight losses. That's four teams with eight losses if Drew also loses. And then Scott somehow, some way, could get in. So all that Scott... We called his season done. I really thought he wasn't going to have much of a chance. But both Drew and Greg, or sorry, not not both of them, all three of Drew, Greg, and Justin losing this week left the door open for Scott. And (laughs) so what needed to happen this past week happened for Scott. And now all that he needs to have happen is he needs to win. And if Drew loses, Scott's in the playoffs. Yeah, that's, baby. That's it. that's it. And then it's the wild, wild west, man. Holy lord! Once you're in, you're in. Once you're, <laughs> once in, you're in, you're in. Time, dude. What a thing it would be if this was the year Scott won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> after after last year should have absolutely been his to win, and he didn't. <laughs> and now he's got one of the worst teams ever assembled, and he could squeak into the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, yeah. But yeah, so you want to break down the important matchups uh, specifically? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we won't spend too much time on them, but um, we can definitely... I mean, I'm looking... Obviously, I've, I've been looking at all four of the... So there's three head-to-head matchups, and then we got Drew's matchup against Brian, which right. is the outlier. Not right. a head-to-head matchup, but still important. So just to get that one out of the way, I, I do see Drew taking down Brian. Um I think Drew gets the W this week. I think Odo Beckham Jr. and Adam Thielen are just studs every week. And I think Sony Michelle and Tariq Cohen are just better running backs than um, Jordan Howard and Adrian Peterson on the other side. And TJ Yeldon for Drew is going to be a great flex play for him. I just, you know... I don't know. I just, I really, I feel confident that Drew is going to take the win this week. I'm actually going to click pick to win in my Yahoo window because there's actually a voting feature for anyone who doesn't know that. You can vote on every head-to-head matchup who you think is going to (laughs) win every week. It's available all season long. Um, So yeah, I'm going with Drew. Do you concur or do you disagree? No, I concur. I definitely concur. Um, It'll be interesting to see what Drew Brees does on Thursday night in Dallas. Uh, Short week. I guess, no, not a short week because they played on Thursday, so that won't really make a difference. But uh, So Drew Brees, it'll just depend. You know, He could have a really good game, but it also could be all Adam Kamara, right? So that the Saints are going to put up a lot of points. It'll just be a matter of if Drew Brees gets most of the touchdowns. So, but then for Juju Smith-Schuster, after coming off of his giant week, I don't see him replicating that or even coming close to replicating that 
So it'll be a more of a down week, not necessarily a bad week, but certainly not 3,000. Allen Robinson against the Giants. Allen Robinson might not be needed much in that game uh, because the Giants are bad. doesn't seem to be needed much in most games. Yeah, so um... Allen Robinson could be a bust. Jordan Howard could definitely be a bust. And honestly, it's been, I mean, Tariq Cohen's just been flat out better than Jordan Howard. So Drew will most likely win that battle unless... Battle Brian, of the Bears running unless backs. Unless Brian gets, you know, Jordan Howard could get some goal line carries. That would be his saving grace. Aaron Jones could have a monster game at home against Arizona is what I will say. And that that could be a big factor in this. If, if Aaron Jones goes off, obviously Brian has a much better chance. But that would be, that'd be the big, I think, swing guy for me in this matchup. If Aaron Jones just does all right, I see Drew taking it. If Aaron Jones has one of his best performances of the year which he could against this juicy matchup. I think Brian's got a shot, but I, I, I'm with you. I'll pick Drew because Sony Michelle's looked great. Cohen's been better than Howard. Thielen, awesome. Beckham, awesome. Andrew Luck hasn't scored less than three throwing touchdowns since week three of the season. So uh, he's going to be good against the unraveling Jacksonville Jaguars. And, uh, yeah, I like, I like Philadelphia. Well, no, I don't know if Drew should play Philly. Their defense is really banged up, but... Their team is bad, if that's what you meant to say. Um, Well, great. Well, best of luck to Drew. Brian doesn't care, but he'll fight like a champion because he, you know, got to prep for the playoffs. Got to keep that hungry mentality. You can't let the locker room get stale. On to the next head-to-head crazy matchup. We got Anna against Greg, and I might sound biased, but I got Anna in this one. I just selected her in the pick to win on yahoo and boy i like it for a few reasons and both their names start with a (laughs) alvin and austin yeah the chipmunk brothers her running backs all alvin and the austin eckler chipmunk duo trio no okay alvin Kamara, of course it's anna's every week stud but with melvin gordon going down austin eckler against the steelers sunday night football i think he's gonna have a massive game um, I love that for Anna. I hate it for Louie that Melvin Gordon went down, but I think that could very well end up being the difference in this matchup for Anna to take the victory and lead her into the playoffs. Yeah, some some concerning spots for Anna's team is obviously Evan Ingram. Who knows what his status will be. He's optimistic he's going to play against the Bears, but we will see how that goes. Even if he does play, that guy is, it's a risky play, even if he's healthy. And uh, Deshaun Jackson, who's visiting a specialist to seek a second opinion on his hand slash thumb injury. But if he's out, like I said, she can just plug in Humphreys as her third wide receiver. But then she's got a choice to make at flex and not a lot of great options. So that'll be really interesting. She can't play Jacksonville against Indianapolis. I think she knows that. Uh, I think I was all for her playing Jacksonville against Buffalo. And after their good week against Pittsburgh, it was like, okay, maybe, you know, they lost to Pittsburgh, but maybe this team's got some life. And then, nope, Josh Allen uh, was a beast against the Jaguars, and they are just unraveling. They're 3-8. and eight. Their defense has been bad way more often than not. So I think Anna definitely will pivot there. And then on Greg's side, I mean, it's probably going to it's going to come down to 
What I don't like for Anna, what I do like for Greg, is Cam Newton against Tampa Bay, who has just had an atrocious defense. It's going to be a very important game for the Panthers. Expect Cam Newton to have a big game. And honestly, Mike Evans against Carolina at home, that's another good matchup. And then Todd Gurley, the biggest one of them all, against Detroit, another great matchup. So it, it always comes down to Greg's top guys. So you're um, taking Greg in this one? I can I can hear the tone of your voice. No, I'm not I'm not taking Greg in this one. But this one it's got, I mean it's got, I think no, it's Don't be, be wishy-washy. If you're going to backstab your sister, just take him. It's going to be tight. Just take him. It's going to be tight. But who are you I am, clicking? I am, who are you am, clicking in Yahoo? I already clicked Anna. And okay. I I I, I like all that matters. Well, I like Greg's matchups for his top guys. What Deshaun Watson has done against Tennessee, he's going to have an even easier time against Cleveland. Uh, as good as Gurley's matchup is against Detroit, Brandon Cook's matchup against Detroit is just as good. Kenny Dalia's matchup against the Rams is great. Alvin Kamara, I think on the road on a Thursday, uh, you know, on the road, I just think that Kamara and Thomas are dependent on more. And I think Anna can expect a great bounce back week from Kamara. I mean, it's it's going to come down to Kamara versus Gurley, Watson versus Newton, and Cooks versus Evans probably, right? I mean, those three. I'm telling you, let's talk difference makers. It's, it's Austin Eckler. It is, He's going to blow up. That Having him in a, in a very important game for the Chargers against a vulnerable Pittsburgh defense. Now, Pittsburgh's been fine against the run, but Eckler is used in the passing game when he is featured as the running back. So, no. If Austin Eckler has a great game, Anna will win this matchup. I, I see Todd, Dur- Todd Durley. Todd Durley having a <laughs> down week. Todd Durley's going to have a down week. Uh, Todd Gurley is going to have a down week because they're going to be beating the Lions by 40 in the first quarter, and then uh, they're going to rest Todd Gurley because he tweaked his ankle in the last game. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that, that, that could end up being huge. So, I will take Anna... And uh, I think Greg will put Coward. up a really good week. But, uh, yeah, I'm Eileen Anna. Uh, if she can, like I said, I'm a little worried about her tight end and wide receiver situation with two injuries there. But um, Coward. I, know I know she'll make the I moves. am staying with the wedded couple, and I'm choosing Justin in the next matchup. Justin will be taking on Scott for a playoff spot. And I just I got to go with BB on this one. I don't like for Scott. I don't like a handful of his matchups. I don't like most new against the Ravens. You never like that. I don't like John Brown at all. It doesn't. I mean, there, I was going to say matchup, but then I I paused because the Falcons. It's a great matchup. Yeah. But I think I think Lamar Jackson's just going to run for two hundred fifty yards and not pass it to John Brown. So um, I just don't like starting him. So if Scott starts him, I I, I hate that. Um, David Johnson could have a big game for Scott in Green Bay. And Doug Martin going up against the Chiefs, that could be a big game. So I, I do like Scott's running backs, but I think ultimately that BB's wide receivers and uh, Aaron Rodgers at home fighting to keep their season alive, I think I think BB, that will be the difference for him. Yeah, um, you know, Justin's team has been, just been really rock solid all year long that 
I, I definitely give I'm gonna give him the the edge over Scott's team here. Scott's probably gonna go back to Goff against Detroit, but again, if they get up big, you know, it, it could be, you know, maybe maybe all of the starters on the Rams will score enough points before they, you know, slow it down once they were are annihilating Detroit. But so we'll play Goff. The giant 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 question marks for Scott is gonna be AJ Green and Carryon Johnson. If Scott has both of them. He's got a much better shot. If Scott has neither of them, I mean, you look at who he, I mean, he's playing Ido Smith in his flex spot right now. Ido Smith is trash. John Brown is wide, as his wide receiver three. John Brown is unplayable with Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position. I mean, John Brown has absolutely no upside with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. And then, yeah, Doug Martin against Kansas City is technically a good matchup, but in Kansas City, the Oakland Raiders, who have been absolute trash, I could see that game getting pretty ugly. And, uh... If, DeMar- if if Doug Martin doesn't get a touchdown, you're going to have a disappointing week from him. So, yeah, I go with Justin because Antonio Brown at home against the Chargers. Yes, please. Aaron Rodgers at home against the Cardinals. Yes, please. Calvin Ridley could be actually a pretty good play against the, against the Ravens because he, uh, you know, the top coverage is going to be drawn by uh, by Julio Jones, and so you could see Calvin Ridley being used more. Julian Edelman at home against Minnesota. Yes, please. One thing to look out for for Justin's team is the status of Marlon Mack, who got a concussion last week. Not a good matchup for him and uh, against the Jags, but he's been really good. If he's out, Justin is in a lot of trouble if he's out because he does not have a running back he can play if Marlon Mack is I'll out. tell you one thing. I'd be a lot more confident, and by a lot I mean triple as confident in choosing Justin's team to win this matchup, if he still had Lamar Miller okay. on his team. And I, I hate, go there. I <laughs> hate to go there. I really do. Trust me. Trust me. I hate to be that guy because if, if you were doing this to me, I'd trounce you, dude. Because, you know, one week at a time, my dude, we all make mistakes. But I just look at his team and, yeah, what you just said, he has zero depth at the running back position and not even a great RB2 choice in Duke Johnson Jr., and Deontay Foreman sitting on his IR spot. I mean, I, I just it it just hurts me because I think Justin. I still think he's going to pull off the W, but boy, would it be easier if he had Lamar Miller? You'd like for him to have Lamar Miller next week against Cleveland, absolutely. Uh, you don't want to play Latavius Murray in New England, and yeah, if Marlon Mack is out, Duke Johnson Jr. becomes Justin's best running back on his roster. That's playable. That's not good. So that is, he's going to need Marlon Mack to clear the concussion protocol. And uh, yeah, he'll get Travis Kelsey back against Oakland. That should be profitable. Um, and then, yeah, he's, he's got to choose between Cortland Sutton and I think Josh Reynolds for uh, for his flex play. So we'll see what he does there. Both really good matchups. Uh, so uh, I don't I really know what to choose for him. But he can probably start the Rams defense against Detroit. So yeah, it... Um, it's unfortunately. It, I think this matchup will be determined by uh, by the injured players. If Mac plays, I think Justin probably can can take this one. He's going to be in a lot more trouble if Mac doesn't play, and then I think Scott just has no chance if if both Green and Carryon Johnson are out. So we will see what happens. But we're both picking Justin, uh, right? Yeah. All right. Certainly. I was just gonna say, I think that I think both those guys will be out, which is a lot of the reason I am picking Justin because 
I don't think AJ Green plays with Andy Dalton being put on the IR and the, just the situation of the Bengals. And I don't think Carryon Johnson plays at either with the situation for the, for the Lions. So right. I just think got, Scott's got no chance. Carryon Johnson has absolutely no reason to rush back. The Lions are out of the playoffs. He's going to unless be Scott there. makes some great waiver moves, which knowing Scott, he won't. Yeah, um, right. Especially because, well, I don't know. I guess maybe he's he's probably not going to be back uh, in into the USA before waivers clear. So uh, yeah, I would be surprised to see him claim anyone off waivers but last but not least and certainly not least because ladies and gentlemen this last matchup that we're going to talk about is the matchup of the entire year this is what this is what I mean this I can't imagine if I was part of this matchup I would be so nervous because it's Jack versus Dan and you look at your opponent across from you you see the players on their team and you think, shit, he's got some guys that could put up a lot of points. And yeah, there's some real barn burners. There's some guys. This could be this could be a very high scoring affair. This could be a bloodbath. I, I hate that one. I hate it. I hate that one of you is going to be knocked out because you both deserve to make the playoffs. Let's go down the rosters. I, you know, I gotta go. Yeah, with... tell me what you think, man. Tell me what you think. Just lay the land. High high overview. Who are you leaning towards and why? Oh man. Be honest with me, man. <laughs> man no. Oh gosh. Um I'm gonna lean towards you and I, I, I don't feel good about it because Dan just missed the playoffs last year when he deserved it, and I think the same thing is going to happen to him again this year. Uh, love Philip Rivers uh, against Pittsburgh on Sunday night. I love DJ Moore against Tampa Bay. He has been so good. Tampa Bay's defense is so bad. Uh, Christian McCaffrey along the same lines against Tampa Bay after what he just did to Seattle. Um, yes, I'll take that matchup as well. Uh, Kareem Hunt <laughs> against Oakland. Oh, that is a dream matchup right there. Gus Edwards, who wasn't even rostered by a team, just torched them for 118 yards. So I like Kareem's hunt chances for a big game as well. Joe Mixon, now Denver's defense has looked better. It is on the road, so that is good. At least it's not in Denver. That bodes well for Joe Mixon. Backup quarterback Andy Dalton was put on the IR, so we will see what we can get from Joe Mixon. But certainly... But you said it. You said it right there, man. I mean, Christian McCaffrey against the Bucks and Kareem Hunt against the Raiders. Those are two just of the juiciest matchups you could want. Those guys are going to lead me to a victory this week, and I'll tell you why I'm feeling confident against Dan Saquon Barkley. His, I mean, talk about juicy. That man's got. He walks on two pieces of juice. Those yeah. those beefy thighs that he's got are just <laughs> just juice pads. Um, <laughs> Good lord, he's going up against the only defense in the NFL that could even that could even attempt to dry out his juice pads. Uh, the Chicago Bears. So while Saquon will still do Saquon things, I love that he's going up a bear against the Bears. It makes me at least hopeful that he'll get sub. 
3,000, you know, sub 2,500 if I'm lucky. Um, Nick Chubb going up against a Houston defense that's been really good lately. Yep. T.Y. Hilton going up against an, a miserable Jaguars defense, but they still have good corners, so I'm hopeful that they'll slow down T.Y. Hilton. Also, Jarvis Landry going up, up against that same Houston defense. So, I don't know. His matchups are making me, at least pr- allowing me to feign optimism. Yeah, I mean, no, you are absolutely right. You could not have gotten a better draw as far as opponents that Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb are going up against. Um, because, yeah, both of those guys are studs, and they're facing two of the best front lines in the NFL. So that is extremely good for you. Now, what I will say is Tyler Lockett at home against San Francisco's soft defense If he goes off, if he gets some big plays, that could be a problem for you. Jarvis Landry's been immensely disappointing, so we will see what happens for him. T.Y. Hilton against the Jags defense, that's not really, it hasn't been a scary matchup. Um, We will see, though, if, uh, I mean, going up against Jalen Ramsey, that's always not ideal. So the matchups are definitely in your favor, but still Dan has the star power to where sometimes matchups just don't matter at all. You know, I don't think Saquon will do anything crazy against the Bears, but would anyone be shocked if he did with how awesome he's been? Probably not. Who's um, Dan playing? Be- Big Ben against the Chargers on Sunday night or Kirk Cousin against the Patriots? You gotta go Big Ben at home, right? I would think so. I, rather than Kirk Fumbleitis Cousins in New England... Hey, Kirk did just have a monster game, but... He uh, did. He did. At home against Green Bay. I don't know, Dan. I go Kirk. (laughs) You know? Also, honestly, I know Saquon's good, but it's the Bears, man. I think you got to pivot. I think you go... I think you stack... you start... You start... Yeah, you stack Rashad Penny and Chris Carson. (laughs) Excellent stuff. Really good analysis. I would throw... uh, Yeah, I'd throw Devin Funches in as well over Tyler Lockett. I like his. I mean, Rashad against... Penny's coming off a game where he gets four carries for four yards. You know I just what? think he's primed for an explosion. Absolutely, all in, all in. Chris I, Carson I mean, and Rashad a... Penny stack the yeah. Seattle running backs, and then Devin Funches and Curtis Samuel stack the Carolina wide receivers. Yes, dude. Yes, absolutely. Funches is out, and he might be out, but I think honestly, <laughs> he's one of those guys where he's got a high ceiling. So you take the risk, even with the 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 floor being oh. zero, and, because he's out. <laughs> So even if he's announced out before the game, well, still, no, I mean, you still just roll keep with your eye on it. Just keep your eye on it. I mean, yeah, I, I'd roll with them unless they unless they say like he's a you know a hundred percent not playing, and then I might still keep him in in case news come out comes out that he, they're actually changed their mind and he's gonna play. What's um what could be huge is the uh, whatever you guys end up getting for your tight ends. Trey Burton has been a sack of shit. I mean, uh, a sack of ship is what I said the first time. And family show. If he, I mean, he, I could see him. They wouldn't. They might not need Trey Burton at all in the slightest in this game against the Giants. And you could definitely see Trey Burton putting up a very bad score. On the other hand, Cameron Bright at home against Carolina. I would be surprised if Cameron Bright doesn't score a touchdown in that game. So I think Dan wins the tight end battle there. So that's something to look at. And, um, yeah, well, I'm actually planning on playing Josh Adams in my tight end position. I haven't uh, submitted it yet, but I'll be submitting 
a petition to the commissioner to allow me to play Josh Adams. He's a bigger running back. I think he's got the build of a tight end. So I am hoping to play him in week 13 as my tight end. That's very interesting. Um, but yeah, I, man, are you going with QT? Or is that just no. how it is right now? No, it's how it is right now. I highly, highly doubt I'll end up playing him. What are you thinking? Traquan? No, not oh, Traquan. You're gonna go you're gonna reach the waiver wire, huh? You're gonna dig deep? I got my eyes on the waiver wire, my friend. Alright. Let me take I wanna take a look and see who you want here. Do you got someone in mind? Um well, you don't tell me who, I have a, do you have I, someone in mind? I have a few people in mind. I haven't Okay. Probably thinking Randall Cobb. I don't know, dude. He's been out. Um <laughs> And I don't think he's going to be coming back. Also, if you're thinking Cooper Cup, he's out for the year. Um, Dude. Same with Will Fuller. So I, I know you got these guys in mind, but none of them are going to play. Dude, I'm going. Going Cooper Doxson, dude. I'm going all. I'm going out. I'm going all in on Josh Doxson. <laughs> Josh Doxson. That would Dude, be. He, uh, would not, he would not be a bad play Monday night against the Eagles. Eagles blow. That's true. Uh, but yeah, so that's. That is the matchup I will be most uh, excited for, is yours and Dan's. And again, <sighs> winner is in. That, that's just, it's as simple as that. It's the only it's the only matchup of the week that is clear cut. Either of you win, and you're in the playoffs no matter what, because both of you have such an advantage point wise over the the people behind you. I mean, I guess you shouldn't say no matter what. I suppose if. <laughs> If all the other teams score, you know, I don't know, I'm, 40 grand. <laughs> I'm saying no matter what. The winner of your and Dan's matchup could put up 5,000 points, and you'd still make it in. So Unless. Unless they put up. They, all the other teams up grand. put up yeah. 30 grand. Um, okay, so yeah, it's technically not uh, for sure. I feel pretty confident that the winner will definitely be in. Um, and then again, Justin, with his point of advantage, if he wins – he is in. If Scott wins, he needs help from Brian to beat Drew. And if Anna or Greg wins, they just need to score a lot of points um, and just need to outscore or make sure that Drew does not outscore them. If Drew wins and outscores the winner of Anna and Greg, he can make it in. So Scott needs to win and needs help. Drew needs to win. And needs help in the sense that Andy and Greg cannot put up a lot of points. Otherwise, Drew can't get in. So, um, yeah. It's, um, man, it's nuts. I can't believe there are seven teams that are 5-7. and seven, And six of them are in a matchup against another 5-7 and seven team. Uh, you can't. You couldn't. You can't make it up. You can't write this You stuff. can't make it up. I mean, we, it's, inc- it's crazy that the schedule worked out this way. I mean, Kyle's playing Louie. Irrelevant. I'm playing dad. Irrelevant. Four of the top five teams are playing against each other. And Brian's the only one that's in a matchup that really means anything. All all that we're playing for up top is seeding. And uh, it's impossible to know what you want. I, I, I have no idea if I want to lose or not because I have no idea who I would be facing. If I win, I could move up to the three seed, but then I could be playing you. Or I could be playing Dan. Or I could be playing Justin. <laughs> it's like... No, nothing is cemented in. Nobody, nobody knows where they're going to end up. Uh, I mean, for you, it's pretty simple. You win, 
you're the sixth seed if you lose, you're out of the playoffs. So, brutal. That's brutal. That's pretty brutal. Um, yeah. Uh, so this, I wanted to I would do, love to not have to win. I would love that. I was looking, I was trying to find a way that both you and Dan can make the playoffs, but with um, with the three matchups of uh, five and seven teams, three of them have to win, and that, that locks up the last three spots. So a, a loss from any five and seven team, uh, it knocks you out no matter what. So, yeah, uh, you got to win if you want to get in. That is the story for everyone. got to win if you want to get in. And I, so I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, it's a, three quarters of the way through the year, and I don't know if we want to do a really quick let's guess, or I just wanted to touch on, just to make it quicker, some, like, surprises. You know, top five, you know, t- the quarterback ones, wide receiver ones, running back ones, tight end ones some surprises we're, we're three quarters of the way through the year and like i guess we won't do a let's guess or do you want to do a real quick let's guess no i'd, I'd rather i i don't want to do a let's yeah. guess but let's um yeah let's just chat about about uh you know surprises and disappointments or whatever so, so we're through the bye weeks right so everyone has been on a bye and so now i'm just looking at overall points on the year i'm not looking at average points so this this does take into account if someone's been injured a few weeks Obviously, they're not. So this is just all of the number one, so the top 12 guys at every position, right? And the the quarterbacks is not surprising. you got Mahomes, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Newton, and, and Matty Ice. Those are the top five. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. The only real surprise, I would say, is probably Mitchell Trubisky is still, he's the number uh, eight quarterback on the year, which is kind of crazy. Um, outside of that, you got Jared Goff, Andrew Luck, Philip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Russell, and then Russell. <laughs> Fitzpatrick, of course. <laughs> Russell Wilson actually uh, is holding down the, the quarterback 12 on the year. So um, that's the quarterback one. Are you so looking at total or yes, average? total. Oh, okay. Come on, man. Don't you listen to me. I literally said that not 45 seconds ago. Um any so yeah, we're looking at total points. Like I said, we're through the bye weeks, so we're just looking at overall points on the year. the The most what's the most surprising to me is the running back situation. Now, not surprising is Todd Gurley at number one. The Saquon Barkley is number two now. Alvin Kamara is number three. Christian McCaffrey is number four with his massive week, and Melvin Gordon locking down the top five. James Conner drops a six, Kareem Hunt seven, Ezekiel Elliott eight. And then here's where it gets kind of crazy. You got James White at nine. No one saw that coming. David Johnson at 10, fine. Number 11, surprised the hell out of me. Philip Lindsay is the number 11 running back on the year. Yeah, I didn't know. I did not know he was in running back one. And uh, Tariq Cohen still locking down that. That's that, unbelievable. That 12. That's out of control. Um but then yeah, Joe Mixon right out the top, right out of the top twelve. So you are, um, he'll change that because I I want to be able to say that I had three top twelve. Yeah, back, that would so be nice. Joe's um, going to change that this week. He'll outscore Tariq by over five hundred. Quick shout out to uh, to Tevin Coleman, who is running back fifteen on the season. No, how do you not give a shout out to Adrian Peterson? Well, I've, man, already, I've already shouted a him out. Man who drinks from the fountain of. Youth, TJ Yeldon sneaking in there. He's going to bump up too, man. Um, 
anyways, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, those those were surprising. Those uh, that last to round out the 11 and 12 with Lindsay. I mean, what? Talk about a good find. Undrafted free agent. They signed Roy or they drafted Royce Freeman. He was supposed to be the guy, but Lindsay's just been better. Yeah, yeah. Lindsay really fudged things up for Royce Freeman. Wide receiver is about what you'd expect. I mean, there's a few surprises at the end, similar to the running backs. You got Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen, duh. Devontae Adams, duh. Michael Thomas, duh, except for this last week. Sorry, man. Antonio Brown, of course. I mean, he's been a disappointment, I guess you could say. At wide receiver um, five, yeah. Yeah, with his draft stock. Julio Touchdown Jones. Odell Beckham Jr., DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, these are all no-brainers, you know what I mean? These guys were supposed to be here. Mike Evans, a guy that I didn't believe in at the beginning of the season, but he's been he's been really good. Juju Smith-Schuster, man. I mean, he's had some help with these last couple of ridiculous weeks, but, boy, he's been great. Um, and then Stefan Diggs. So that just speaks to really how great the Steelers and the Vikings are in terms of the passing weapons they have. Both of those teams have two wide receivers in the top 12. Yeah, yeah, really impressive stuff. And to me, you say duh for Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen, Devontae Adams. So the top four wide receivers on the year. I wouldn't say duh to Adam Thielen. Yeah, right, especially since he he went so late in the fourth round. Um, But the top four wide receivers on the year are not, you know, Antonio Brown, number one drafted. He's five. DeAndre Hopkins, number two drafted. He's eight. Odo Beckham, number three drafted. He's seven. Julio Jones, I think, was the fourth one drafted. He's, you know, he's at six. So obviously these guys are all still still doing really well. Yeah. It's but, like uh, five through ten, five through ten switched with one through five. Right, or, yeah. exactly, exactly. Because uh, Adams was taking second round, uh, Tyree Kill towards the end, and then Michael Thomas was the last pick of the second round. Um, and at the time, I think we both knew that I was getting a steal there, so... It's worked out really well for me. What's really, I mean, Tyler Lockett, dude, is wide receiver 13 on the season. That is insane. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, and then, I mean, right after that, you got the Woods and Cooks duo for the Rams. So I talk about another powerhouse duo. But, yeah, Tyler Lockett, I mean, that's just touchdowns. He's just had, he's had eight touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. wild. That is wild. Um, yeah, so... Um. Yeah. Shouts to the top twelve wide receivers. Tight ends, man. We all saw. We all saw all the tight ends coming. Um. I mean, I think, I think Eric Ebron was a surefire number three at the beginning of the season, if you ask me. Um. <laughs> Ertz and Kelsey, no surprises there. Ertz number one, Kelsey number two. Justin now has two of the top three tight ends on the season. So uh, if only people had voted to uh, allow tight ends in the flex he could be playing both those guys eric ebron is shattering statistical regression machines because he keeps scoring touchdowns got a touchdown every four catches so that's crazy and then george kittle uh has been awesome for kyle i I loved him going into the season i loved the pickup for kyle early on and uh he's he's been massive for kyle he's just he's you know he's he's the tier he's the top of the tier that is not Kelsey and Ertz. He's a, he's the I would say he's the third best tight end. Um, you know, Ebron is statistically the third best, but with it, you know, and maybe he'll keep. He's probably going to keep that up if Doyle goes out. So, uh, Jared Cook still top five. What do you know? <laughs> Shut up, dude. What do you know? OJ Howard too. I'm not. I'm not even going to let you talk about either of those guys. Austin Hooper, man. <laughs> 
Go Falcons. Cacao. My boy Trey Burton. Yeah, exactly, dude. Cacao. <laughs> we're we're huge Falcons fans. We go to all the games, and the the uh, the crowd is constantly going cacao. Caca! It's trust me, it's a fan thing. You you've never been to the stadium. Um, <laughs> Trey Burton, my boy. Jordan yeah, the Reed fact is, the fact that Trey Burton is a top eight tight end dude, it tells you how you bad talk, that tight back, ends. Dude? No, it just shows you how bad tight ends have been this year. Yeah, they really have been. Um, um well, great dude, great episode. We talked about a lot. Um, we did talk about a lot. I'm terrified for this weekend, so I'll, I'll let you close out the show because I, this podcast was the only thing standing in between me and my fear of oh, this man. coming Sunday. So I, I'm just going to sit in a fetal position for like six days now. <laughs> one, quick, uh, one quick thing on the defensive rankings three quarters of the season. Um, I know we don't usually talk about kickers or defense as far as rankings go, but um, Kyle... With Chicago, Chicago is head and shoulders the best defense. Got more than you know, around four thousand more than the second close defense, which is the Los Angeles Rams. And I mean, yeah, Kyle, Kyle was the first one to get on the on the waivers or not even waivers, just free agency, uh, and pick up those Bears after they signed Khalil Mack. So that has been awesome for him. Two years in a row, he's had the best defense. Um, and then, so Kansas, the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been you know, like laughably bad as an NFL defense. They're the seventh ranked fantasy defense on the year. How crazy is that? That's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I never would have guessed that. They've been like incredibly solid outside of a couple performances. So I just wanted to give a shout out to my boys in in, in the KC. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, they certainly, that must be a result of, you know, turnovers and sacks and stuff certainly not a result of points allowed <laughs> correct points or yards allowed uh definitely not reflective there but yeah i i mean good now lord the monday night game is over shout out to the texans for winning eight games in a row starting zero and three and now they are eight and three at the head of their division yeah yeah man eight and three head of their division they they could be i mean they're in contention for getting a first round bye um which is not something you would have thought possible with an zero and three start so uh, first round by in the playoffs, that is. So, yeah, dude, one week left. Five spots taken. Seven teams battling for the last three spots. You know what needs to happen. You've all, if you've listened, you know what you got to do. Good luck to the five and seven teams. I am, uh, yeah, if I, if I was in your guys' position, I would be very nervous. I know Jack's nervous. I know Dan's nervous. I'm sure Justin and Anna are nervous. Um Drew, I think, just he's probably not nervous because he's just probably going to expect to lose because that's Drew. But um, no, I mean, every single person, including Scott, which is not something I thought I would be able to say, Scott has a decent chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> we counted him out, man. <laughs> he's got, I mean, like I said, Justin, Drew, and Greg all losing in Week 12. That all needed to happen for for Scott to have a shot. So, um, yeah, uh, good luck to everyone. Thanks for listening. Hopefully this was an entertaining episode. Always love recording with you, Jack. And, yeah, I guess, um, man, good luck in week 13. I cannot wait to talk next week 
once everything is, once the dust has all settled from the battles that happened in week 13, we are going to get to dive into round one of the fantasy playoffs, and we're going to get to talk about that next week, dude. Seven days we're going to be talking about playoff football. For your sake, since you're on the podcast and have to talk about it, I, I hope you make the playoffs so that it's not yeah, a, so, so that it's not a miserable experience for you. Um, yeah, it's yeah, that's gonna be fun. But yeah, man, uh, go ahead and, and say any last thoughts. But I am done. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Love y'all. Email in. So much fun. We'll keep doing it as long as you keep listening, even if you don't. Let's talk fantasy football. Rock shock and robots. I took Drew Dick. I took Drew. Whoa, baby, zip it out in. Some little, 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 little,